Hey, Tim. Hey, Dan. Knock, knock. Who's there? Control freak. Control freak Okay, who? so now you say control freak who? Control freak who? Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm such a control freak, I've got to control how you say it. Oh, my God. I got a better one. A woman in labor <laughs> suddenly shouted, shouldn't, wouldn't, couldn't, didn't, can't. Don't worry, said the doc. Those are just contractions. <laughs> Bit of vocabulary humor for you. Oh, my God. There you go. <laughs> Thanks, Dan. Thanks for those. You're welcome. Hi, this is Tim. This is just a heads up that all the advice you're hearing in this podcast is general in nature. If you want something more specific, then feel free to contact us. Drunk accountant, drunk account, drunk, drunk, to drunk account and drunk account and drunk account, drunk, drunk, to drunk account, drunk account, drunk, drunk, to drunk account, drunk account, drunk accountant. Hello and welcome to the podcast. My name is Dan. My name is Tim. And we are the two drunk accountants. <laughs> you didn't sound as enthused this week, Tim. What's did, that about? I did mine more of like a deadpan. I was trying to like be the backup. Yeah. To, uh, I like it. I like I'm it. in the bass. I like it. Uh, <laughs> we are a, of course, um, the podcast that dispels the myths and mysteries of running a small business. If you're tuning mm. in for the first time, that surprises me. Um, <laughs> but, but good to have you on board. <laughs> if you're tuning in for the first time... Why? Why are you here? <laughs> yeah. I, I want to know. I want to know. I mean, if we, we find l- out about running a small business, then that's cool because yeah. you're in the right place. You've, you've come to the right place. So, welcome. Um, Tim, first of all, what is what the Tim? What is the Tim? And Dan I'm glad that you saw that because (laughs) the way I'm on Zoom, you can't actually see my hand very well. It disappears. Yeah, the backgrounds like block out the hands. Yeah. Yeah. But that's all good. It's all jiggy. It's all jiggy. Tim, how's your week? Pretty good. Um, What's happening? I don't know. Um, I've got some bird activity in my backyard at the moment. Yeah, some bird activity. That's good. Quite fascinating. We've Mm. got... A cool nest in our tree, mm. which is uh, home to four peewee chicklets. Peewee chicklets? You know peewees? I'm not familiar with peewees. Are they just like the things that sort of look like minor birds, but and no. like they're like not quite a magpie, but they're a bit they're less. Little magpies. Yeah, yeah, they're like little magpies yeah. basically, and they they always like. They attack themselves in mirrors and windows. Yep, yep. I know who so you mean. People I know probably you mean. know them as birds that viciously attack their windows. Yep. Really, they're, they think it's another peewee and they're trying to keep them off their turf. Yep. It's just themselves, stupid idiots. <laughs> but they are very cute, very cute. And mm. they've, uh, yeah, these birds, little baby birds have, have hatched and slowly, not slowly, quickly, they've grown to like, because they're not big birds. Mm. So they're almost the size of the adult bird mm. in like two weeks. Mm. And one of them yesterday flew flew the coop and we were watching it because it like flew out of the nest and it was just standing on like a lo- sort of low hanging tree in our yard mm. um, and just stayed there all night. So I'm not really sure what to do. Uh, because it's still there I'm now. Pretty sure you definitely, 
Yeah, it's, it's just sort of like wandering around the yard and the parents are like, Right now, before I joined this podcast, Dan, there mm. was a kookaburra sitting on my pool fence mm. and the, uh, the the mother and father peewee were like really trying to scare it away. Mm. So, there's a bit of nature happening in my backyard right now. Are you going to try and put the peewee back in the nest? No, I don't think that's what you meant to do. You're going to let nature run it its course. You're going to, you know, by not taking action, you're going to happily watch the, the, the peewee die. I think, no, I think there's a better chance of it surviving if we do nothing. Because okay. if we do something, we may doom it. Absolutely right. if, doom it. If you're a bird enthusiast out there and, and you know the answer to this question, if there's a bird fallen out of a nest or tried to fly and just can't quite make it back, should you put it back in the nest? I'm quite sure the answer, Dan, to that is you should not yeah. put it back in the nest. Well, let's, let's because birds are very sensitive. They get mm. diseases just from like being touched mm. by things. Mm. So I'm pretty sure you're not meant to touch it. Okay. But I would like to hear if there's any listeners with the answer to that. I would yeah. like to hear. But right. Yeah, other than that, I also did some digging over the weekend, and I don't know if you can see this. Oh, blister. blister! Blister! Tell you what. Another one there. Yeah, that manual labor is no good for us accountants, Tim. We are not cut out. We have, we have delicate labor. hands. Delicate hands. Seriously. Tools. <laughs> tools are not our friend. No. Um, our, our tools are uh, other keyboards. Unless they're power tools. And, uh, yeah. And then we're more than happy. Yeah. Then <laughs> they, they won't give us blisters, but they might kill us. So. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> well, it sounds like you've had a pretty big week, Tim. You know, watching nature, digging holes. What digging happened? holes, yeah. Yeah, yeah I'm sh- shifting dirt. Yeah. <laughs> what about you, Dan? What's cracking? Um, what is cracking for me? Um, just the usual. Just the usual. Just um, went, got up for this morning, went for a run. Um, just going to put it out to the world. Um, I'm going to try and do a triathlon at some point. I don't know when. Hey. Don't know how. But I'm putting it out there, Tim, because when you put a goal out into the universe, <laughs> people remind you of it and you feel bad. So, you, <laughs> so you have nice. to continue trying to do it. So you're backing yourself into a corner intentionally. Intentionally. So now I have to, I've, I've said it on the podcast. And if there's anything that our listeners know about what we say <laughs> on the podcast is that we always hold true to our word. Once we say we're going to do something on the podcast. We do we it. We probably do it. <laughs> So, yeah, so that's me. Went for a run. That was nice. Um, nice. Yeah. It's about- must be said that you're still recovering from a hamstring strain at the moment. So I can't I mean, run you, up or down hills very easily. <laughs> you've definitely launched early on this triathlon goal of yours. Yeah, I have. And the last time, then you tore your hamstring on being an extra on a movie set. Yeah, running not, about. Not, not doing a triathlon. <laughs> you didn't tear it doing a triathlon. I sprinted about 30 meters minutes. and tore a hamstring. And now I'm going to try and, run a, <laughs> and try and do a triathlon. <laughs> Are you sure there's not, that's just not a bit of like lockdown, like, um, I don't know, romanticism. Definitely not. getting out there and swimming and riding and, and Definitely running. not. Definitely not. It's definitely also no? nothing to do with coming into summer and just, Life just seeming a bit happier, but um, it's nothing to do with that. <laughs> Actually, daylight savings this weekend. It is. Hey. It, it is. I'm looking forward to that. Also, update, Dan. Mm. The Demons won the grand final. Yep. Yep. They did. That was a big deal. And uh, the Foz has gotten onto trade radio this week. 
How did he the fellas get on the train? He, 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 so he just called he in, in line. <laughs> and he just had a chat with him for a while. <laughs> yeah, and he uh, sent a text message to, uh, who was it? Adam Cooney. So, uh, and he, he spoke to Nick Del Santo on the phone. So, if you were listening to AFL Trade Radio yesterday and you heard the Foz, then, uh, then yeah, he, that was the Foz of Too Drunk Footy fame. Did he have anything relevant to say or was he just talking nonsense I about think so. I didn't listen. I haven't listened to it yet, but okay. he said he's going to call again today. He's going to shout out the Two Drunk Accountants. So, it, if you're listening. He's, he's got to be a regular <laughs> on their show. It's like, oh, he's, he's Chris. Thanks for calling back, Chris. Yeah. So, um, so yeah. Yeah. Foz. Poz is getting favor- uh, famous over there on yeah. Trade Radio, and uh, hopefully you can bring some listeners back to Two Drunk Footy as yeah, well. That'd be great. That'd be great. Uh, all right, Tim, let's move on to the to the business um, update this um, this week. We've got something that we want to talk about, and that is, Tim, the roadmap to freedom. The roadmap. <laughs> freedom. You added a new sound. I did add a new sound. I did. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> I've also That's got huge. This I, is. I've also got this. This is a landmark day. Yep. That they may take our lives, but they'll never take our freedom. <laughs> freedom, Tim. <laughs> was that Gladys? Was that Gladys Berejiklian? <laughs> yeah, there? that was Gladys in uh, yesterday's press conference. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, both oh. Victoria and New South Wales have released the roadmap out of lockdown. Um, very similar. It's based on the level of vaccination in the community. Uh, New South Wales goes from 70% to 80% to, you know, to who the <laughs> cares and everyone go do what you want to want. <laughs> do what you want. So, so they're, they're expecting uh, 70% to be... Uh, Basically, in that first week, but basically next week, they're they're expecting us to hit that that level. And by the eleventh of October, uh, the first set of freedoms will be there. Which means, Tim, we can go back to a restaurant seated. Uh, yeah. So, I was going to take time off next week, Dan. I've changed it. The week I'm after, taking time off from the eleventh now smart. because smart. I'm going to just go and smash a bunch of cafes and restaurants smart. every week. That's a good idea. So, yeah. so there's that. Um, we can have five people over. Uh, we can go to parks with 20 people, uh, theaters, restaurants. Things are opening. You can go watch a movie again. Um, oh. and, then, and then maybe two weeks later, they're expecting, possibly three, uh, we'll reach 80%. And you could have 10 people over and you can have mm. drinks while standing up at a bar, Tim. And... All these retail and everything's open back up. And then December 1st, um, basically, there will be some restrictions, um, one per two square meters for indoor things. But I think even at that point, you don't even need to wear a mask anymore. Um, mm. So, yeah, we've got increasingly relaxed freedoms here in New South Wales. And then in Victoria, mm. uh, and also in New South Wales, they announced yesterday, Tim, that they're bringing the opening of schools forward a week. Wow. Yeah, so that was meant to start October 25 in like a phased way and now it's going to start a week mm. earlier than that in a phased way. Great. Um, yeah. Teachers will be happy to hear that, I'm sure. <laughs> I'm sure. Uh, and then uh, Victoria, for all our Victorian listeners, uh, very similar at 70%. Um, you mm. guys, I think schools 
are opening even sooner than that. But but at 70%, you guys are thinking towards the end of October and you'll be able yeah. to do similar things. Um, 10 fully vaccinated people can gather outdoors. Um, community sport can return. Hairdressing yep. and things can open up for fully vaccinated people. Uh, 80% double dose, which is expected about a week or so later, maybe two weeks later. Um even bigger freedoms, 150 vaccinated people can dine indoors, um, mm. work, you know, work from home if you can, but if you can't, you're allowed to go to work for fully vaccinated. Retail yep. is all open. Uh, and then you guys have an extra step, which is double dose for 12-year-olds um, and above. You can then go to 30 people in your home. So, a little bit different, but mm. roughly it's interesting similar timeline. states are doing mm. different things. Isn't it? Um, well, well, New South Wales announced him uh, international returns. People can come back. of December? Yeah. And, and I also read a headline. Mm. I'm not sure which states are starting this and, and when, but the federal government announced that um, there's going to be a, a trial of one-week quarantine at home for returning yeah, from wow. overseas. So, um, you know, if, if screw, like if I was going to go on a trip overseas, I'd gladly spend a week quarantined at home afterwards you know we can all work yeah. from home mostly now so yes uh, ease back into work factor that into your leave if you need to True. um sounds good to me that's very doable yeah no it's exciting dan um i mean it's only a roadmap so Things i'm interested change, to see yeah. if they stick to this i think in new south wales it seems like everyone believes this is quite set in stone mm. Uh, because it, they are winding back stimulus payments. Um, they really are making a pretty firm commitment in my eyes. This anyway. is this is locked in blood and, uh, <laughs> you know, the, the Premier spat on her hand and shook everyone else's hand in the state. This is, <laughs> this is happening. Um, and I think, I think if it doesn't, doesn't no one will matter. care. I think yeah. people are just going <laughs> to... Because the very fact that cafes and pubs and restaurants can open from the 11th mm. of October means that, uh, I mean, that's, that's a huge, that's a huge line in the sand, really. Mm. And from there, it's just going to, it's on. whether you like it or not, it's going to get busier outdoors. People are going to be mingling and it's not really going to even be policed. Like they've already said police aren't going to be checking vaccine passports. Yeah. Uh, I've got, Mine in my wallet, my phone wallet, Tim. Do you have that? Me too. Yeah. Yep. I got it as well. Um, but yeah, I, I'm excited. Um, yeah. I, I honestly think if, if they change anything, um, it's going to be hard to turn that boat around. You know, I think yeah. people have, have switched the mindset. You go outside now and, and people seem to be not caring already. Mm. Um, it's, so it's, it's a, a different vibe. Of, a couple of interesting things to note here then. So... I think as we saw with the lockdown last year and, and fingers crossed it, it follows that, but mm. I think we're going to see a lot of strong economic activity mm. as soon as reopening starts to happen for New South Wales and Victoria. And that's probably going to extend out to other States as soon as their borders start opening as well. Mm -hmm. um, though little disclaimer a few of the other states are, are a bit behind with their vaccination rates. So hopefully that doesn't mean that some of those states can actually expect to go into lockdown over the next few months, because as we reopen, it's just going to become more and more likely 
there's going to be more COVID cases and there are people still traveling across the border because there's truck drivers, there's essential workers. It's not completely shut down, although you can't go over there if you're just a tourist. Um, so hopefully it doesn't mean lockdowns for other states that haven't been in lockdown, but if it does, then hopefully it's only for like a month oh. because their vaccination rates will get to 80 or 90% I, I in think the next it, few months. I think there's very high chance that it will mean some lockdowns in some states because otherwise their hospital systems might get overrun if they don't have the vaccine levels. But then it's just up to them right now. Go out. If you're listening in one of these other states, Mm. get vaccinated. Don't wait Um, because Mm. you're going to get left behind and and it's going to be a problem for you. So we've suffered for three months. Mm. Victoria have suffered. Um, All the other states, I think, have been able to be a little bit complacent with it because... um, Mm they haven't had the urgency that, that we have, but the advantage that we have, as you said, Tim, is we're about to open up and yeah. um, it doesn't look like we're going to go back. So I think, um, no, I think, yeah. yeah, go get vaccinated. Yeah. Because that's the thing, I guess the other States, if you're in business in Queensland and things have been good, that's awesome. Uh, but you might need to actually start anticipating some snap lockdowns. Like yeah. right now, uh, there's potentially a snap lockdown about to happen mm. in Queensland because of a truck driver from New South Wales. Mm-hmm. And that's just going to be more and more regular because people are going to get COVID as mm-hmm. we open. It's it's just going to happen. I'm even, I, you know, I'm double dose vaccinated, which is great, but I'm half expecting over the next few months, I could get COVID. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> It's Absolutely. just likely. It's likely as and, we reopen. And so. and it's it's likely we could get it with no symptoms. It's likely we could get it with some mm. symptoms. Who knows what it's going to look like. Um, I just don't want to lose my sense of smell, Dan, or taste. That's the thing I mm. cannot afford to lose. It's very valuable to mm. me. So Yeah. <laughs> I, I think I'd, be, I'd probably eat better if I lost those things. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Uh, um, yeah, so that's a good one. Um, and very important for business people to really have some plans in place for Mm -hmm. this because in New South Wales, you're about to be potentially busier than you used to be. Exactly. Right now is the time to start gearing up, start making plans, start, um, do some scenario planning, um, making sure you've got the capacity to, to cover additional work that might come your way soon. So, um, yeah, very good time to start planning all of that. Uh, but Tim, do you have a TARDAS tip? I do. Actually, oh, I've got but, one but, other business update to yeah, quickly... But by the way, the, the last segment was sponsored by Cats Accountants. <laughs> yeah, thank you, Cats Accountants. Mm-hmm. Um, well, uh, just one other thing in the business update. I just want to say, Dan, we were talking about this yesterday. Um, no offense meant here either to teachers mm. because they're doing a very difficult job at the moment mm. and they're very important because they're raising the future of our society. Yep. But... The teachers' union recently ran an ad on TV that I saw Mm. um, campaigning for increased pay. Yep. How do you feel about this given there are people without jobs right now and whose businesses are shut down Mm -hmm. and they literally can't go and work to generate an income to provide for their families or for their own needs? I think it was fairly poor timing. <laughs> I think it was bad timing. I think it yeah. was bad timing. I think, I, I think that um, they're not going to have much sympathy from the community right now. Um, 
you know, no. the, 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 one of the biggest advantages to being a teacher um, or, or any government job, but, but specifically teachers, is that the risk of your... Um, the risk of your loss of a job is nothing, essentially. Um, the government was never yeah. not going to pay teachers, was never going to fire half of the teachers. Um, mm-hmm. That was never going to happen. So, um, mm-hmm. you, you've been able to go through this period. Yes, there's been disruptions in how you work and the things that you need to be doing, but never having Absolutely. to worry about where your next paycheck comes from. The rest of the country yeah. didn't have that luxury. Yeah. Almost everyone would have had to worry about, am I going to have a job? Is my business yeah, going to survive for this? like the last yeah. 18 months straight. Yeah. People have had that fear since yeah. COVID became a thing mm. and, they were, and it came to Australia and the first lockdown happened. There's been fears over, oh God, like am I going to lose half of my business overnight yeah. and then have to do some horrible, make some horrible decisions around, you know, my wage and my team members' wages. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Um, it's, yeah. It's, it's interesting. So I just think, I just wanted to raise that. I just think, well, well, how out of the loop can you be, Teachers Union, to post an ad like that at this time? Uh, this, I, I haven't seen the ad since either. So I think... I think they've pulled it. I think they I think got some... Uh, I think they got some, some bad feedback and, uh, and quickly put... I'm looking at an interesting graph right now and this is the... Um, ABS website and it's about wage growth because one of the arguments I heard was oh but we only get 2% wage growth per year um, Mm. in their current contract which is what they're worried about Um, in the past year uh, the highest wage growth has been in the private sector is 1.7% there you go Um, in in September 20 quarter it was 1.2 yeah September 1.2 1.4 1.4 it's been low because there is no, well, there is inflation It's happening, mm. but hasn't been for the last few years. And yep. so 2% growth and the, is the, probably outstripping inflation. I'm looking yep. at a graph here. The public sector has had consistently higher growth in wages than the private sector since 2013. <laughs> oh, wow. There you go. So anyway, Look, this isn't a witch hunt. I'm not against any particular industry or occupation. I'm for everyone getting a pay rise. Yeah, for sure. But, but just have some sympathy for other people who don't have fixed index pay rises planned every year Mm. and have never, I guess, had certainty over their future employment and income for the last 18 months. Just yeah. have a little bit of sympathy for them. Yeah. Please. <laughs> I agree. I agree, Tim. All right. Let's move on to the tight ass tip. What have you got? Okay. So it's another environment style tight ass tip. You're loving those lately. Yeah. Well, uh, this one was actually from Beck in our team. Mm. So shout out to Beck shout for this Beck. one. This was replace single use plastics with reusable items. Mm-hmm. And a really good example here is Glad Wrap. Yeah. You can actually buy beeswax, um, like covers. Yeah. That you can put, you know, what do you use Glad Wrap for? You put it over the top of food or mm-hmm. wrapping sandwiches or. Yep. Um, the other thing is you can also buy like um, silicon um, baking, um, baking paper, basically. Mm. So. 
So baking paper is like covered in wax. So it doesn't, you know, doesn't um, degrade yeah. very well either when it goes into landfill. Mm. So um, Jade and I actually have, I don't know, I don't think it's silicon, but it's some sort of um, reusable, reusable product. Yeah. Yeah. That doesn't cook into the food and we just wash it after we use it. It's a good idea. That's great. Works beautifully. I like yeah. the beeswax so, wraps. Um, we don't, uh, we, we don't have any, but I've seen lots of people use them. We don't really use much glad wrap though. There's very, very rare circumstances. I, I recently used it to deliver some food to people. And that was like, yeah. apart from that, my glad wrap does just in there. Normally I just have Tupperware containers with lids. Yes. And I don't same. need. And that's also a good, a good way but the to o- not use. The only time I do get stuck is when it's like, you've opened up a can of say, tomato mm. paste or, or something that you don't need to use the whole lot. And then you're left with half yep. and you're like, well, now I need to preserve this. The beeswax. Yeah. Very handy in those beeswax situations. Beeswax would be good for that. But I do use baking uh, paper. I should replace that. I do use baking yeah. paper. That's a really good one. I, mm. I really enjoy not having to rip that off every time we're baking something. So, mm. yeah. And it's just, just great because then you don't have to go and buy these products. And if, the if they're either. usable for a long period, you do save money in the long run then. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, for sure. And it's just convenient. I like Although it. you have to clean them. Yeah. But that's not that hard. I like it, Tim. That's a good one. I think they'd also Thanks, make Tim. good stocking filler presents for people. Secret Santa presents. Yes. That's actually how we got most of those. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Christmas gifts. <laughs> cool. Yeah. All right. I love it, Tim. Let's move on to our main topic today. And that is practical tips around managing your cash flow. Essentially, it's the end of the quarter right now Um, and for us and for clients that we help, it's sort of an exciting time um, because, you know, this is where we make some adjustments to our budgets and our our things Mm. that we're doing. Uh, This is when we do a a profit distribution, Tim. Uh, Mm. This is when we're reviewing how much we put aside for tax. These are just, um, it's a good moment to reset and review and set the steps for the next um, the next three months. But we also review these things every fortnight. And yeah. we wanted to give everybody an idea of, of what we do um, so you could do it in your business. Yeah, for sure. So this is basically giving you a picture of cash flow management in reality yeah, and how it works practically and how, I guess, what impacts we're seeing mm. from us doing it and from our clients doing it as yeah, well. absolutely. Is it 420? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that button's getting so smashed Dan, today. Why is the end of the quarter an interesting time for us? So an important time. Yeah. Mm. So for like pe- many people out there, um, the, the particular cash flow system that we use, which we call cash flow freedom, uh, which is which is loosely based on profit first and and the system yeah. that that those guys um, invented, um, mm-hmm. which which isn't particularly um, you know uh, crazy. It's just a split of money to several bank accounts to make sure you've always got enough for the things that you need. Uh, if you want more inf- yep. info, info on that, we actually did a review of that book in Book Nuggets. So go back and have a listen to Profit First to get an idea of what we're talking about. Yep. But 
every three months, um, we get a distribution of the amount that we've been putting aside for profit. So we get a reward mm-hmm. for our hard effort over the last three months. Um, yep. But we also make adjustments to how much we're putting to each different account. Um, yeah. We review our expenses, how much we need to be putting aside for that each week. We review our tax, whether or not we've put enough mm. money aside for tax for our bazers and, and things going forward and, and make adjustments yep. to the amounts we put aside. Um, mm. and so it's an important time just to kind of take stock of how you've gone, check your cash flow, the reality of it. it uh, are you actually putting enough aside for the things that you need and, and adjust accordingly? Yeah, I think what I really love about this is cash flow is never associated with reward mm. or excitement. Budgeting and planning, same deal. It's like, oh, I've got to do that now. Mm. I've got to better, better check in and, and, and make sure everything's going to plan. And um, most of the time, people aren't doing that mm. anyway. Let's be honest. They're just hoping that their bank balance is going up. Yep. Uh, I like what we've been doing for the last six months because it is really building a routine habit and a behavior system Mm -hmm. that we literally look forward to the end of the quarter. Yeah. Because if we've reached our goals that we were striving to hit, then we know there is some personal reward there. Yeah. Um, It's, it's just, uh, and I guess, in the past, without that sort of system or method, um, you would be very nervous to actually even give yourself that reward, which is which is crap because you're in business, you're working hard, and you're taking a lot of stress. And so it's nice to be able to, I guess, feel like you deserve to take that. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. It's 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 the whole idea around profit first is that people don't prioritize the reward they get from the risk they're taking by running their own business, um, mm. which, which is this whole part of it. And, and it's just, it is exciting to be at the end of that period to be like, okay, we've reviewed this every fortnight, but on the big picture, have we hit it? What do we look yeah. like? Um, and, and let's mm-hmm. take a reward for our effort. And, and we know that we can take it without jeopardizing the other areas of the business that need to continue. Yeah. So, um, so as Dan said, Basically, uh, what we do is at the beginning of a quarter, we um, set a target for revenue that we want to hit every fortnight. And, um, and we track that then every fortnight. Mm-hmm. And based off that revenue amount, we then go and do some transfers. And those transfers are a set percentage of revenue. Um, and that is meant to be enough to cover off all our expenses, to cover off our tax, um, and then to put some aside for profit mm-hmm. and owner's reward. Yep. And, um, and yeah, so at the end of a quarter, you then actually uh, reflect on how you've gone against that target. So um, this quarter was, you know, being, being open and honest, we were a little bit below what we were targeting, yep. which isn't the end of the world, no. but we know that now. Yeah. We didn't collect as much cash as we were expecting to, yeah. unfortunately. And so um, that does shape the way we will approach the next quarter yeah. because we need to really ask ourselves, is there a reason why we're not collecting that? And obviously there's been 
a pretty severe lockdown yeah. <laughs> for the last three months. So that's a good reason why. Yeah. And, um, and our teams are working remotely from home. Productivity may have, have taken a hit, which is fair enough. Mm. Um, you know, we've noticed we've been less productive, Dan. Yeah, so, absolutely. Yeah. Um, it, it really is a good mechanism to ask yourself those questions and mm. have those conversations with yourself or your business partner and set expectations for the next quarter. Yeah, I, I think that's right. And and let's let's bring this back to even bigger and and or even smaller, really practical ways that we do this. Mm. So every fortnight we have and you know, following on from this cash flow freedom slash profit first sort of system, we've we've filled up our our revenue bucket. Mm. And and we then distribute that to the various accounts. Now we know if we don't hit our target in that revenue bucket, we may not have enough to cover the other expenses in our business. So yeah. already every fortnight there is a immediate cash flow feedback. Feedback. Will, that's the that's the word. Yeah. Feedback. Will, will I have mm. enough to cover the next fortnight? So we do yep. that. And if we haven't hit our target, we go, okay, we know we're not going to have, we didn't put enough in our account for the next fortnight to cover what we expect our costs to be. Um, yep. So usually, you know, the way we run that is we actually have a bit of a buffer in that um, expenses account. So we, we know that even if we are short one fortnight, there's always enough money in there to cover it. Um, you know, if you're following the profit first, you'd probably have that in a vault um, and yes. you might have to move it, but but we instead keep it in that operating expense account just to cover, so we don't have to think about it. Yeah, um, yeah, I, I like that too. There's a safety net. Yeah, um, but also, you know, you're working within tight confines, yep. and that if you're not hitting your target, then you really quickly got to make some decisions and make some changes. Yep. So, so what would we do, Tim, if if we uh, looked over the next fortnight and we said? okay, we didn't actually hit our target. We're 10 grand behind. Um, what do we need to do then? And so the first step for me is I'd try and figure out why we didn't hit it last fortnight. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So you, you, you look back, for us, we've been looking at things like um, productivity debtors. and uh, debtors, work in progress to try and come up with our own internal estimate of what we could expect to invoice out and receiving cash yep. in the next fortnight. And this is the thing, uh, for many businesses, you might actually just be looking at your profit report, which is great. Good on you if you are reviewing your monthly mm. profit and loss. Yep. But then you need to take it that step further because sales are great, but if you're not collecting that as cash, then it's kind of fake sales yeah. and, and, and a fake confidence mm. in your business. So. Uh, you have to take it a step further and then start to actually ask yourself, when can I convert the activity in my business, which is what businesses are, it's the combination of resources mm -hmm. to to earn um, money in return to recoup yep. an investment. When can I recoup that investment and how much can I expect to recoup over the next fortnight? Yeah, um, yeah, exactly. I, I think the steps for me, uh, I, I look at that, I do the transfers and then I go, okay, for the next fortnight, what am I expecting to bring in? And that's a combination of what are the invoices that I've invoiced in the last couple of weeks that I expect to receive. So I look at accounts receivable. How much of accounts receivable should I get in the bank account in the next two weeks? Then how many sales am I expected to make in the next two weeks who I also expect to pay in the next two weeks? Sometimes your business might be 
people always pay two weeks True. after invoicing. Sometimes it's a point of sale. Sometimes it's a combination of both. So depending on your business, it could be that you expect every sale to be received straight away. Great. So then it, you just got to look at what are my expected sales then? Um, and usually what I do for, for ourselves and then clients that I work with is I look at what are my expected sales plus mm-hmm. recovery of accounts receivable from the previous period. Um, yep. and, and that's the cash I'm hoping to receive. Uh, yeah. Once I know that, I compare that to my, to my um, estimated or my, my budget. Uh, if it's above, awesome. If it's below, then I've got to figure out how do I bridge that gap? Where do I find the extra sales from? Uh, can yep. I collect some extra amounts in my accounts receivable? Can I make an additional sale or upsell a few things? You know, start looking at the seven ways to grow. You know, all right, yep. can, can I get a few clients in for an extra service on something if I'm that kind of business? True, true. Um, or um, is there some costs I need to push back or yeah. reduce yeah, and, and in the short term? And that's the next part. All right, so knowing how much I expect to have in my account or because of my distribution I just did, I know how much I have in my account for costs in the next two weeks. Yeah. Um, what are the expenses I'm expecting? Obviously, there's things like yeah. wages, direct debits, loan payments. These things, you know what they're going to happen. So, you can add them up pretty quickly. Uh, mm. But then there's materials, subcontractors, um, things that uh, other bills that are coming up and you add those up and you go, okay, great. I know I've got this job coming up and I know I need to buy this much materials roughly for that. Do I have enough cash Mm. to cover it? And if not, well, then I need to make a plan for that. Um, Mm. And you do this every fortnight. This is the thing. And so um, you you might just be listening to that and thinking, well, that's just good management of a business. And yeah, it is, but we're busy. Everyone's busy in business. Mm. And so associating a reward Mm. to be able to do this. And when I say reward, that's the owner's, compensation amount. Yep. So you, you set aside a percentage to reward yourself each fortnight and it may be a tiny percentage. Yep. And even if it's like $20 yep. that you're taking out, it's enough to start to build a, like you look forward to the next fortnight when you can actually yeah. sit down and do the transfers, see how you've gone you're like, and then look forward. Extra dinner look this week. To the next one. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I think that's what makes it such a winner. It, it's, it, changes your behavior. It changes your habits. It makes you look forward to doing this very important activity. Yeah. And it's all in your bank accounts, which uh, is very doable Mm. for business owners. You don't have to look at profit and loss reports. You're literally looking at cash in versus cash out. Yep. So, so that's how we manage it. Definitely. Yeah. I was going to say then that's our experience, but Mm. from our client's perspective, I think it's been really valuable right now because Mm. we've been able to work closely on when they should expect to receive grant payments. Yep. Um, who making decisions on if they should stand down staff because they don't have uh, enough revenue to cover the fixed costs of of wages moving forward. Um, Giving them the opportunity to contact their key suppliers and uh, communicate that they need to push back payments to them perhaps. Yeah. Or getting them to open dialogue with their landlord to, um, to reduce their, their rent if they're, if they've been affected in their turnover. So these weren't emergency things that we had to do. These were just conversations that we have now mm. every fortnight yeah. that we stay, stay on top of it 
we reflect on the fortnight that's just been and look forward to the fortnight ahead. Yep. And it's made it, I think it's given them a lot of confidence and reassurance about where they're at right now and where they're going to be in the next month, which means you just freed up from that um, survival mindset and you can actually start to think about how you're going to thrive. Yeah. And you can make better plans, be a bit more glass half full and, and set things in motion that are going to help you improve more quickly than others who are just worried about surviving the next day. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, so, so once we do that, we're, we're reviewing how much money is coming in via sales, accounts mm. receivable collection. Um, we know what our bills are going to be every fortnight. So, we're looking at that, making sure we have enough. If we realize we don't, then as Tim said, you make plans for that. You contact suppliers, you, you contact people, um, you try and figure out some extra additional revenue you could make in the next fortnight by looking at some of your opportunities and actioning them. You, you have confidence moving forward every fortnight. Assuming yeah. you're not underperforming every single fortnight, at the end of the quarter, mm. you, you should be feeling pretty good. So you, you, yeah. you, you know how you're going and now it's like, all right, now let's, let's review those percentages. I'm actually putting too much mm. aside for my bills. I'm actually ahead. Yeah. All right, so let's reduce that, increase my profit percentage a bit um, and Great my tax. Great problem to have. I know for us, Dan, following this system has made us lodge our tax return a lot earlier because we've been setting aside money for tax, yeah. which we always did, but, um, but we were putting it in a separate bank account as yep. opposed to, I guess, chipping away at it and putting it into the ATO's hands. Yep. So, um, we could see a sum of money there set aside for tax and we thought, hmm, let's reality test this. Yeah, by- that seems high. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're like, that's a lot. Let's- yeah. Hopefully it's a lot less than that, and it turned out it was, it was probably quite accurate. But, yeah. <laughs> um, but we had more, damn us and our good planning. Than, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So we we're pretty spot on yeah. with the percentage we set, but it was a good feeling, nevertheless, because we had it set aside. We've lodged our tax now, which is probably the earliest we've ever lodged it. The mechanics car sort of thing. Yep. And um, and yeah, now we're already looking ahead to next year. We'll just keep setting it aside as we go this year. Yeah, exactly. Uh, it's it's been it's been a really positive cash flow um, time for us uh, during a period that many would consider to be a difficult time. <laughs> yes, you know. So so I think that's that's proof in the pudding that that um, you know. Aside from that, we've got our business plans, we've got our actions, we've got our things we're trying to do, which is all separate to this. This is purely just. It is separate. What mm. cash is in the bank, what's coming in and what's going out. That, that's what we're looking yep. at every fortnight and then adjusting every quarter. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. but, but really, it's, it's different to our business plan and, and we can free our minds up for those other actions and for those other plans because yep. we know that we put time aside to manage our cash flow every fortnight and review yeah. it every quarter. Definitely, yeah. I think, yeah, I think if, if you're not in this habit, and this is something that you've never heard of before, then you should really consider mm. building this habit in your business. And it can also go out into your personal life as yeah. well. I know the Barefoot Investor has talked about a very similar system and, yeah. and some people are following that personally. Yeah. And I just think it's a bit of a no-brainer. You associate reward with good behavior mm-hmm. and... It, you're going to enjoy it. You're going to see results yep. and it's going to give you confidence. Yep. So, so, which pr- is, 
Yeah, invaluable when you're in business. Practical tips to summarize for managing your cash flow is to implement a cash flow freedom system uh, where, you, where you've got a process for doing it every fortnight. But then the main things yep. you want to be looking at is cash coming in. What are your debtor days? How quickly are you bringing in those sales? Um, yep. How often are you paying your bills? Do you have enough mm-hmm. cash to pay those bills? Review that every fortnight. Forecast what you're about to spend. Um, and every quarter, reality check it. Mm. I, am I failing to meet this every fortnight? I mean, is it, that means that maybe there's something wrong, uh, yeah. fundamentally wrong in my in my analysis. Um, yeah. That, that's something that you should review. Um, and then try and tie it mm-hmm. with a reward because that's going to make sure. you do it. Yeah, you look forward to it. Mm. You look forward to doing the work then. Mm. Exactly. So... Yeah, uh, it's it's a winner, Dan, and there's no right or wrong way to do it. You just have to do it. Yep. And it has to be what works for you. Um, so, yeah, we wanted to share that with all of the listeners because that's something we're doing, something we're working with people on. Yep. And we've seen very good results from it. So I, I did um, it this morning. Well, we, sorry, yep. we, we did it this morning for us and, and I'm doing it this afternoon with two other clients. I think you've got another one tomorrow, Tim. Like we're I've doing got it. two meetings tomorrow yeah. to do transfers and one, one today yeah. to do um, a quarterly transfer. So we're doing, yep. we're doing all these things. It. Yeah. So mm-hmm. uh, it's time to celebrate for all those clients who are working on that with us. Anyway, that probably brings us to the end of the main topic, Tim. Yes. Do you have another thing? Uh, you go first. Well, I think of one. <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> okay. My other thing this week, um, and I'm certainly not looking around the room trying to find another thing. <laughs> I, I, I've thought of one if you want me Okay, to, go for it. Do you want me to go? I've been watching a little bit of comedians in cars getting coffee. Yeah, I love it. Um, it's really good. It is really good. I think I've used this as another thing like years ago, mm. but the show's still going. There's like hundred, there's like a hundred episodes now. Yeah. And, um, I, I watched one with Larry David. I'm getting myself ready for, I think it's four weeks time. Um, Curb. the new season of Curb comes out and yeah, it was, it was great. It was so good. Just Jerry and Larry just chewing the fat mm. talking about <laughs> meaningless things. Um, really asking questions that haven't been asked and <laughs> no one else will ever ask them and dwell on them and find them interesting or funny. I, I saw a, a poster for um, the new season of Curb and it, the headline yeah. was, the world has changed, he hasn't. <laughs> <laughs> I guess there's going to be a lot of COVID related yeah. jokes in there, which would be great, actually. Mm-hmm. I'm really, really looking forward to that. Um, but yeah, I mean, one of the things they talked about was, um, uh, Larry said he stopped drinking coffee. Yeah, I right. didn't know this, but he's like very strict with his diet. I yeah, didn't realize right. that. Mm. Um, he said him going crazy is eating half a bag of raw cashews. So that's just him <laughs> going to town or, or, or two slices of pizza. <laughs> Imagine having that, <laughs> having that like, discipline. Yeah. Jerry was like, see, I'm more of like, if I'm going to get a town of that pizza, I'm going to have six slices. <laughs> this is what, <laughs> this is just Jerry and Larry sitting there having a coffee talking about this. Anyway, um, Larry's like, yeah, so stop drinking coffee. I'm fairly sure that's the reason why my last marriage failed. Um, <laughs> my, <laughs> and we'd get up in the morning and I'd have tea. We'd sit, I'd sit down with my wife and we'd ha- I'd have tea in my cup and she'd have coffee and she just, 
she seemed to think it wasn't the same thing that I, <laughs> that I wasn't experiencing the coffee with her. He was like, but you don't even know what's in my cup. You can see his steam wafting. I'm drinking it with you. Um, yeah. So it's just stuff like that. It was just very, very Larry David. Mm, I love it. I love it. Yeah. Comedians in yes. cars is good. I do enjoy that quite a bit. Um, yeah. My other thing is uh, another book, Tim, that I haven't actually read yet, but I saw come up. Um, there's a, an astronaut named Chris Hadfield, he's a Canadian, and he, he wrote this book a number of years ago about his experience um, on the International Space Station. Uh, it was a really good book. Um, just just fascinating. He was like the first Canadian to do a spacewalk and all these things. It was, it was really mm-hmm. fascinating. Anyway, he's written a fiction about... It's like a thriller around the Apollo missions. Of There's like a secret mission to the moon or something. Uh, but I'm just excited. I like it when someone branches out from what you might expect them to do and then just to see what happens. So, I'm excited just to read yeah, that nice. book just to be like, he wrote the other one so well that I'm, I, I'm sure cool. this is well written. But I wonder if he can like, is, is he going to be good at together. fiction? Yeah, I don't know. Mm. I don't know. So, I'm just excited well, for that. Especially with all his knowledge of what's happening out there in space. Exactly. I guess, like, It'll be full of detail. Yeah. Practical and, and real. Yeah. I guess he won't put any things in there that would be impossible yeah. from his perspective. And, and I do enjoy that in, in my sci-fi. I, I either like them just to be completely outrageous and outlandish or, or be very uh, science and physics-based so it feels real. Yeah. Mm. Well, I'm reading a very science physics-based fiction novel at the moment, 1984. And it's like, it's, it's yeah. a lot like life at the moment. It's really strange. Yeah. yeah. Have you, how far are you through now? Uh, he's got the book written by, uh, what's his name? Yeah. Uh, starts with a G. The how, how many pa- Stein. The, uh, the only thing I remember, and you might not be up to this yet, so I don't want to spoil it, but there was a, a section in the book and it just felt like it went forever where it's just pages yeah. from that book. Yes. You just, yeah. you just, I'm reading about... Uh, how um, society can't have too many people that are really comfortable and well off. Otherwise they turn on the small minority that have power or something Mm. like that. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. I think that's that what you're, I read that last night. Yeah. Uh, I was like, I just just felt like it went forever. I was like, I want to go back to to what they're doing. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. True. (laughs) Yeah. It was sort of an essay. Yeah. It was sort of a, the, the author's essay. Yeah. George Orwell. Exactly. Which, society, which uh, I read that when I was about 20. So I probably didn't appreciate the uh, complexities and the nuance uh, from that section. I just remember being like, oh, God, this is going forever. <laughs> yeah. Well, he's basically saying this is why country, all the countries are at war. Yeah. Because they're using the resources that would otherwise make the people comfortable and mm. give them too much confidence mm. and mean they could like have time to educate themselves. Mm. And then overthrow the leadership. So that reminds yeah, me. It's- um, on an unrelated note, China. Are you listening? <laughs> are you, have you read much about that? Um, I forgot the name of the company. That that big company there that's potentially about to go under. That they think could be like a a Lehman Brothers style catalyst for a financial crisis. No. Yeah. There's no a way. There's a big um, property developer the second biggest in China. And, and essentially what, what they did is for years that they had a system where they were borrowing money to buy 
land from like local councils and that was helping local councils fund their services and things. Um, a lot of property developers were doing this and then they'd build these giant high rises and they'd sell them um, and there's this huge property boom. Um, but very recently, um, the government there decided to change some laws to make it that they had to have a certain limit to their debt because they were all just getting like too much. Um, wow. And anyway, I, I'm getting some of the facts wrong, but but essentially, yeah. it can't afford to pay its debt and <sighs> and it might collapse. And so, the world's just kind of sitting there watching it being like, essentially, if this company collapses, there'll be like heaps and heaps of people in China who have bought these properties that will never be built and Whoa. will lose money. And they think that that will make the housing market there crash, which will wow. then make demand for things like iron ore and steel and stuff that we do (laughs) crash which would then just kind of and and apparently i think um the amount of debt this company had was like two percent of all of china's gdp whoa that's huge (laughs) it was it was massive anyway so they're all just kind of watching it to be like so is the government gonna sort of determine they're too big to fail and and prop them up and push them through or what's going to wow. happen? They don't. They don't know. Interesting though. Wow. Yeah. There you go. Good story. Yeah. You should Good go story. listen to that. It's fascinating. Yeah. Anyway, We're that probably brings us to the end of our podcast today. Thank you, everybody, for joining us. <laughs> uh, if you want to get in touch, Too Drunk Podcast at gmail.com, at Too Drunk Accountants on all the socials. Um, Join our Facebook group, the True Drunk Community page, because we're posting a lot of things on there lately. And uh, yeah, looking forward to chat to everyone soon. Yeah, join the community group because we have put an order in for the merch. Yeah, exactly. And, merch and is coming. And this is free merch. You free know, merch. you know, in classic economics, there's no such thing as a free lunch, and that's right mostly. But um, <laughs> <laughs> but just with a small little thing, you will get some free merch. So, uh, join the community page, get ready for that. Um, because yeah, you won't have access to it unless you're part of the group. Yep. Get in that group. All right. Thank you everybody. And we will calculate it. Bye.